What's up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight, the greatest show on turf gets one step closer to having another piece immortalized forever in Canton. Plus, we visit the debate of the week. And later, the Rams travel up to Seattle for the second time in three weeks, this time with a little bit more on the line. We preview Rams at Seahawks next on Ram Showcase. Welcome to Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. What is up, Rams fans? Welcome back to Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Brandon, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags, and I am laying down the law for you guys tonight. Cool show and a lot to get into, all right? We got the LA Rams in the playoffs this week, which is something I've been wanting to cover uh, this whole year. I thought I felt really good about it for a little while, and then that kind of fell off a little bit. It was like, wait a second, is this not going to happen? And here we are, previewing an LA Rams playoff game, which is not something we were able to do last year on this show. We're back doing it again this year. A couple years ago, 2018 season, we had a couple of games to preview, and it was my first time ever actually doing a Rams preview show for a Rams Super Bowl. So, hey, fingers crossed we get to do one again this year. We may not. We may be able to. We'll see what happens. But first, first uh, roadblock is the Seattle Seahawks, which is coming up on Saturday. We'll talk about that, though, a little bit later on in the show. First and foremost, guys, before we get into any of the other business this week, I just got to say, I, we have to send a big shout out to Mr. Big Game, Tory Holt, Big Game. They call him Big Game because he got Big Game, all right? Second year in a row as a finalist for the Hall of Fame. That means he is the final 15, which, uh, I mean, we're getting really close. and We've got so many people from from that greatest show on turf era of the LA or of the St. Louis Rams, I guess, at the time. Uh, but we have so many people from that era that are in the Hall of Fame right now. Uh, we know that uh, Isaac Bruce, Orlando Pace, Marshall Falk, Kurt Warner... Uh, we know these guys are in, and uh, we're missing Tory Holt. So we need to get this guy in. Uh, he's, I, I, I mean, I was not the. You can, you may be able to tell by my stature <laughs> that I was not the best football player, but I did try for a little bit in high school. I was a wide receiver, and the reason that I was a wide receiver was because of Tory Holt. I thought he was just the coolest dude ever. I still had it like in my brain. That catch he had actually against the Seahawks that was in St. Louis at the Edward Jones Dome. Don't know the year. I want to say 2005, uh, where he had that like bobbling catch where he, he you know, he, he comes in, the ball kind of bounces out. Then he scoops it with one hand, pulls it in, runs to the end zone. And it was amazing. I lost my mind on that play. And you know, that's like the play that kind of sticks out to me. I realize there's many other great, amazing Torrey Holt plays. Um, but I, w- I do want to brag. There's one thing that I can do that Torrey Holt cannot. And that's this. <laughs> that's, that's not to me. That's not me trying to take a shot at Tory. Uh, it's just, a, have you seen guys' hands? Holy moly. You broken fingers all over the place. He's got like these guys going this way and stuff like that. But hey, his hands were uh, the reason that he was so incredible uh, on top of his route running and everything. So 81, Tory Holt. Rookie year was 88, but uh, 81, Tory Holt. Hopefully he can make his way into the Hall of Fame this year. He is up against some pretty strong names. But uh, I like to think that Torrey Holt is way up on that list because dude is amazing. Second year as a finalist. Uh, we do have, a, you know, the next couple of years are going to be tough to get in. Uh, we do have a lot of really good names that are becoming like first ballot, you know. So uh, either way, Torrey Holt, 
Tory Big Game Holt. They call him Big Game because he's got Big Game. He is another a finalist again. Another finalist. That doesn't make any sense. Tory Holt's two finalists <laughs> trying to get into the Hall of Fame. Let's talk about the quarterback situation a little bit. All right, this is the biggest debate of the week. Uh, there's there's a billion YouTube videos. There's Facebook posts and Facebook groups and tweets and. Uh, LinkedIn things. I don't know if people use LinkedIn like I do, but uh, LinkedIn things. And there's a big debate going on right now with the LA Rams. And that is, who do you start at the quarterback position? Do you start John Wolford or do you start Jared Goff? I thought about this a lot this week. I spent, you know, Monday, Tuesday, it's Wednesday today as time of recording, uh, really thinking about this and thinking about if, if I had the choice who who would I start and why would I start them? Because I think that's the problem that people are not... That's the question that people are not answering is who would you start, but why would you start that person? I have seen some answers to this question. Uh, I have not seen an answer to that question that made a lot of sense to me where it kind of changed my mind because I have a, a name in mind. You guys will get that out of my segment here. Uh, but... That's the one that I can't get answered, uh, and no one has a legitimate reason. I tried to use an analogy for this one, so so stay with me here. I, I'm going with the car analogy. I'm going with the, the car analogy that uh, Jared Goff is the Honda Accord, while John Wolford is the Honda Civic. Basically the same thing, but the Civic has a little bit more flash. While the Accord is a little bit more family-friendly, a get-the-job-done kind of car, but nothing really flashy. Maybe its best features are heated seats and a touchscreen radio. Not bad features, but that's about the cap of the features. The Civic might have some modifications. Might have a turbo in it, maybe an exhaust, you know? Maybe maybe some bucket seats. Maybe it's a little bit faster. Maybe it's just a little bit... There's just a few modifications on that. They're really close to the same thing, but there are differences. One feels a little bit more exciting, while the other one feels just a little bit more stable. John Wolford is exciting for Rams fans. Jared Goff has been struggling. Wolford comes in, he moves, he runs, he makes guys miss, he makes the fans go crazy. Most rushing yards by a Rams quarterback since 2000 against the Cardinals. The Rams scored nine offensive points, though, against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the, a defense that ranked 18th going into the game, 14th in points given up. The Rams' defense put up nine points, but that's not what this is about. We're not talking about the Rams' defense in this segment. This is Wolford versus Goff, all right? The nine points that the Rams put on the board on the offensive side of the football, that was tied for their lowest offensive output of the season, tied with Week 16 against the Seattle Seahawks at Seattle, a game that Jared Goff started. The Rams' last offensive touchdown was in Week 15 against the New York Jets with 13:47 remaining on the clock in the fourth quarter. That was a touchdown pass to tight end Tyler Higby. Neither of these quarterbacks were able to get the ball into the end zone in their most recent start. Accord versus Civic, basically the same thing. One's a little flashier. Let's take a look at some numbers here. Jared Goff is a much more experienced quarterback. That was Wolford's first start, so of course he's more experienced. Jared Goff is a little bit more stable at quarterback as a dropback passer. He is fourth all-time in Rams history in yards, fifth all-time in touchdowns. 
His familiarity with the Rams wideouts, uh, that definitely helps him. We did see a time or two where Wolford looked like he may have been just a little bit out of sync with his guys. I'm thinking, you know, that that pass, the deep ball to to Van Jefferson, followed by the kind of deep slant to Jefferson that he just looked a little bit out of sync on. Jared Goff has a higher completion percentage in his career. Of course, one start for Wolford, a lower interception percentage, although Wolford does just have the one. It was his first pass. I myself am a little bit more confident in our air attack if Jared Goff is under center, even with his thumb. Uh, but there is something that, that John Wolford can bring to the table that Jared Goff cannot. And that is his ability to create yards and first down with his legs on a regular basis. This is an aspect that Jared Goff really just doesn't have in his game. It just doesn't exist in his game. Uh, it's not that he can't run uh, for the occasional first down. He may even you know drop his head and run into somebody and, and get a first down or a touchdown. Uh, but it's no secret that John Wolford is far more effective on the ground. But that's not really what this is about. This is about who do you trust more in the wildcard round on the road in Seattle when the weather is in the mid-40s. Jared Goff is just 4-4 four four against the Seahawks in his career. 2 of 3, 2 and 3 at the Seattle Seahawks in his career. 3-1 and one at home. The reason in this situation that I trust Jared Goff more is because Wolford was not just the first quarterback in the Super Bowl era to pass for over 200 yards and run for over 50 yards in his first start. On a Sunday after eating waffles while wearing shorts 33 minutes after listening to Vice Grip by Parkway Drive before the game. The stats get really specific. Uh, no, that's not all he was, though. Uh, but he was also the Rams' leading rusher on the day. Cam Akers, who, in complete fairness, is coming back a little early from a high ankle sprain. He averaged just 1.6 yards per carry on the ground. Cam Akers did. Malcolm Brown, however, carried the ball just three times. 20 yards. So over five yards of carry. Over six. Wolford was exciting. But he was also not more or less effective than Jared Goff. Yes, we do have a small sample size. And I can't wait to see more of him in the future. Not in the future as far as Saturday. For today, if I have my pick, I'm going with the guy who is more experienced, not only in the NFL, not only in the Rams system, but against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. I want that experience myself. This is basically 8 Mile right now. We got one shot, one opportunity. And uh, I want the guy with the experience, maybe not necessarily the flash. For one, <laughs> I for one am not going to become a prisoner of this moment of, Jer of uh, John Wolford's first start. It's not that I haven't before. I was ready to buy my Austin Davis jersey. I was ready. I was ready to go out and uh, extend Sean Hill after a 2014 game against the Denver Broncos. I've become a, I've been a prisoner of the moment before. We have seen Wolford in one game, one game where the offense did not score a touchdown, where he completed 58% of his throws for a rating of 64.7. I'm not ready to look for a trade partner for Jared Goff just quite yet. I liked him enough to be happy that he's our backup, but he's played one okay game, and if given the choice for a road game in Seattle in the playoffs, give me the guy who's been to a Super Bowl. 
not the guy who has one career start at home and wasn't able to score a touchdown. The road to the Super Bowl, it's very long. But when your options for that Super Bowl trip are to take your Civic or to take your Accord, you feel pretty good about being able to get there at least. I'm not trying to bash John Wolford. That's not my intentions at all. Uh, I just kind of want to bring Rams fans a little bit back down to earth a little bit, I guess. Uh, The attention on John Wolford uh, for winning that game, justified. Justified, absolutely. He deserves credit for winning that game. He deserves uh, credit for bringing an aspect to the Rams offense that we haven't seen in quite some time on the ground game from the quarterback. But to sit and say that you would legitimately prefer John Wolford to start over Jared Goff makes no sense to me. I will say, in this debate, if Jared Goff is not 100%, yeah, start John Wolford. Definitely. I would rather have a 100% John Wolford than a 70% Jared Goff. But once we hit the 85-90% Jared Goff, give me Jared Goff over John Wolford. Because I'll take that mind, I'll take the brain, I'll take the guy who's been to the Super Bowl, who's played at Seattle uh, five times. Who's won in Seattle, who's been to a Super Bowl, who's played in this league. Give me that guy. Let's move on to the playoff bracket here. Uh, no seeding changes uh, from, from entering week 17 to what we ended up with. The, the one through seven was uh, entering week 17 was the one through seven exiting week 17. So your L.A. Rams finalize uh, their position at the number six seed. So we do play at the Seattle Seahawks. We will get into all of that, I promise. Uh, the other games, the number five Tampa Bay Buccaneers wildcard team at football team number four. Uh, and then we got the Chicago Bears at the seven seed, barely squeaking in there. Thanks to the Rams beating the Arizona Cardinals. We'll play at the New Orleans Saints, who are looking pretty strong right now. But uh, I feel I feel, I feel, feel decent. You know, I feel good about the Rams defense, ultimately. The Rams defense is why we're here. The Rams defense is why we're here today having this conversation about the playoffs. Number one in yards, number one in points, first time in team history that's happened. We'll get into that again later. (laughs) Uh, If the Rams win and the Saints do defeat the Bears, the Rams will go to Green Bay, who is the number one seed not playing this weekend. They have the week off. If the Rams win and the Bears win, the Rams would play the winner of the Tampa Bay and Washington game while the Bears would go to Green Bay for their second time of the season, third matchup of the year. Uh, I feel pretty good that the Bucks will come away with the win over Washington, but this is also the playoffs. All bets are off. Uh, this is a new season. It is second season. That is more of a hockey term, I realize, uh, to get it to second season, but it counts in the NFL too. I think that you can kind of throw out rankings. We'll still talk about them. But you can throw all that stuff out. This is a new season now. We're Everybody's 0-0. Zero, zero. And uh, to the seeding is the only thing that matters because that tells you where you're going to play at. And the Rams very, very unlikely to play a home game unless the Chicago Bears can uh, get it done somehow, make it to the NFC Championship game. That is the only way that the Rams could make it to uh, a home playoff game would be the NFC Championship game against the Chicago Bears. Not likely, but not impossible at the same time. So that, that's your playoff uh, situation right now. Rams win. Uh, if the Rams lose, I mean, it's over. I, I didn't think I need to say that, but hey, you never know. Uh, but if the Rams win and the Saints win, the Rams would go to Green Bay 
If the Rams win and the Bears win, the Rams will play the winner of the Buccaneers and football team game. Either of those, the Rams would play on the road. Did win at the road at both of those teams this season, though. So something to keep an eye on. Let's move on uh, just real quick before we hop into the game preview. The 2021 season opponents are finally finalized. They're finally done. We're finally set in stone. The Rams will be playing the NFC North and the AFC South. We already knew that. But the Rams will also be playing the Giants and the Bucks. Those are the same place finishers. And it's looking like that 17th game is going to be against the Baltimore Ravens. So an AFC team, a fifth AFC game being added. So I think that would be an exciting situation. But as far as the uh, home opponents, of course, on the road against Seattle or uh, all the AFC or wow, NFC West teams uh, will be played at home and on the road. Uh, But also the home teams coming to L.A. would be Tampa Bay, Detroit, Chicago, Jacksonville, Tennessee. The Rams will be traveling to the New York Giants, the Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, Houston Texans, and Indianapolis Colts. So lots of travel in those. You got, uh, you know, East Coast, Green Bay way up north, Minnesota way up north, Houston and Texas. So that's not too crazy, I guess. But then Indianapolis. So a decent amount of travel next next year as well. Uh, The 17th game which looks like it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens, if that is completely finalized. Uh, It looks like they're trying to make those neutral site games, that 17th game. So we'll see what happens. Uh, That's going to be an off-season topic. We don't necessarily need to dive all the way into that uh, this weekend. But I think it's time that we get into this game preview, because that's really why you guys are here, right? To talk about Rams at Seahawks. Let's get into it. And we're back. All right. So we got the LA Rams who are the sixth seed, finished the season at 10 and 6, at the Seattle Seahawks at the three seed who finished the season 12 and 4. This game will be played on Fox 140 LA time and Joe Buck and Troy Aikman will be on the call depending on if there's, I guess, another COVID thing because not only was the, the Rams and Cardinals game a battle of the backups, Strevler versus Wolford, we had the backup quarterback in the booth. We had to, we had to, Tony Romo had, <laughs> we had to bring in the backup Quarterback in the booth, Boomer Sison came in. Tony Romo couldn't make it. Uh, let's take a look at some game notes in this one and some injuries. Uh, I did not get the latest injury update. Uh, it's the 6th today, uh, but I'm recording a little bit too early to see the injury report, so I do apologize about that. But we'll talk about what yesterday's injury report looked like. That is the best I got for you guys right now, because I'm not just going to sit around and, and twiddle my thumbs and wait for an injury report to come out when we have so many awesome things to talk about. All right, so this is the second chance. How many times have we seen the Rams play in a game where over the last two years where you're just like, dang it, I want that one back. I want to I want to try that again. Not, not even just this year. Last year we had a bunch of them too. I'm thinking, you know, Jets, Dolphins are just a couple of examples this week, this year. Uh, both games against the Niners, you're just like, ah, we're better than that. You know what I mean? And we get that. We finally get a shot at one of these types of games, and I cannot wait to see how this squad responds to that. Aaron Donald came out, you, you know, when, when the reporter's telling him, you get, you're going to Seattle. He's like, that's who we wanted. I felt it. I was like, yes, let's get it, man. And, Honestly, if, if we're having a battle of uh, of who's going to try harder, I'm going Aaron Donald every time. Every time on that battle. Uh, let's see here. Just some other notes. Uh, Russell Wilson is 7-10 and 10 versus the Rams all-time. 2-5 and five versus Sean McVay. In the second playoff meeting between the two, the Rams have won 27-20. Uh, 20, the, oh, the second playoff meeting. Okay, I 
confused myself with my notes there. The Rams won that game 27 to 20 as defeating the Seahawks three times that season. That was back in the 2004 season and then got smacked by the Falcons the very following week, 17 to 47. I remember that game so vividly. I remember wearing my jersey. I was sitting at home by myself and I had the game on TV. My dad comes home and he starts laughing at me because I'm like in my jersey. It's 2005. It's like, Dad, obviously I'm in my jersey down. 14. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, so I remember uh, the, the the Falcons went down and scored. And then I remember the Rams got like a long touchdown. And I was like, this is going to be a game. And then it just got away. <laughs> so it happens. All right. So Sean McVay, 2-2 uh, two and two in the postseason all-time. Lost, losses to Atlanta and New England and has defeated the Dallas Cowboys and New Orleans Saints. McVay is five and three all time against the Seattle Seahawks. Two and two at Seattle, though. Sean McVay is not announcing the starting kick uh, quarterback before kickoff. It is big brain time. All right. So he said he straight up was like, "I'm not answering this question this week. Who's starting at quarterback? I'm not answering that." I, I kind of like it. I think it's going to be Jared Goff. If I had to guess, I would say it's going to be Jared Goff. But also, I mean. Big brain time. I mean, who knows? I mean, John Walford only has one career start, and I think at the very, very minimum, you at least force the Seahawks to look at that game and try to get out some of his tendencies if he is going to be the guy. You at least make them do that. And so I am, I'm all about this. I'm here for it. Uh, to, to keep that a secret, I'm about that life for sure. Let's see here. The Rams defense first in points fourth time in team history 75 74 and 67 those were some very strong rams defenses in those years though rams defense first in yards for the fourth time in team history 78 73 and 68 you know what that means you guys can do some math at home i know i didn't put these numbers up uh but those numbers are all different that means this is the first time in team history that the rams defense is first in points and yards both that is awesome. That is awesome. This is maybe the best defense that we've ever seen with the LA Rams. And that's pretty exciting stuff going into the playoffs. Defense wins championships. Offense wins games. Defense wins championships. Let's take a look at some injuries in this game. We'll start with the LA Rams. Players who did not participate in practice on Tuesday, which counts as the Wednesday practice. Aaron Donald, that Veterans Day off. David Edwards with an ankle injury, but we could get Andrew Whitworth back in this one. Limited participants, we have Joseph Noteboom, Micah Kaiser, Jared Goff, Natrez Patrick, and Cam Akers. That's it. That's your injury report for the LA Rams. Uh, of course, it is a little bit longer for the for just about every team, honestly, uh, but we do see some names on that that, you know, uh, Noteboom, I feel good about. Kaiser should be back this week. Uh, I know Witt hasn't been officially activated yet. That's why he's not actually on this list. Jared Goff could go We'll see about Natrez Patrick. Cam Akers will probably go as well. So let's go to the Seattle Seahawks. Players who did not participate in practice on Tuesday, which counts as Wednesday practice. Jaron Reed, that defensive tackle there, he did a great job uh, two weeks ago against the LA Rams. So I'm not super sad to see that. I don't root for injuries, but hey, if it helps the Rams, I'm not going to complain. Chris Carson, uh, the running back, he did not participate. Tackle Dwayne Brown cornerback Jason Stanley and safety Jamal Adams who is I think technically going to be listed as questionable but they asked him if he's going to play and he said absolutely he is he's out he's good to go that's what he's saying uh, but of course he did suffer that injury last week against uh, the San Francisco 49ers so we'll see how how strong he is maybe if he's not hitting so hard maybe we can get a couple more broken tackles out of Jamal Adams this week if he does play we'll see what happens Limited participant uh, guard Mike Iupati and running back DJ Dallas. That is your injury report. Let me actually just pull up real quick and see if I do have an updated one in front of me here. 
um, just because I don't want to give you guys, I want to be able to give you guys all the best information, and if I can pull it up, then I will absolutely do it. So, no, there is no updates yet. Actually, we did get the Seahawks updates. Did not participate. Uh, defensive tackle Brian Monet and cornerback Jason Stanley did not participate as well. Everybody else, at least back in a limited capacity, don't have the Rams updates for you guys. Let's take a look at the matchup. We'll start with the Rams offense on this one. Uh, the Rams dropped down to 15th in total offense. were top 10 last week, but the Seattle Seahawks 23rd total. Uh, one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL for the Seattle Seahawks. They are 31st. Rams ranking 13th. Did take a... Uh, I mean, that's about in line for what uh, for what uh, Wolf did last week. Running the ball, Rams still top 10, 126. And then uh, the Seahawks are fifth against the run. But again, I said this two weeks ago, it's because teams are throwing the football on them. You don't necessarily need to uh, uh, only attack the ground game against the Seahawks. I do believe those numbers are just a touch inflated. And then points per game, the Rams putting up just over 23 and the Seahawks giving up just over 23. So if the Rams put up 23 points, that would not blow anybody's mind. Uh, the best matchup I have in this one is the Rams offensive line versus the Seahawks front. And that is because the Rams did give up three sacks each game against the Seattle Seahawks. But it, it kind of it impacted Goff pretty bad in uh, the week 16 matchup there with those three sacks. So uh, that's something we would love to avoid. Witt could be back in this one, though. So I think that that could be a huge addition. I have been kind of notorious for saying that Andrew Whitworth is, is he's an old man. You know, can he withstand the whole season? Well, he didn't need to. It's unfortunate that he got hurt, and uh, you, you want to make sure that he can come back good off of that injury. But at the same time, I mean, Witt is a such a good, strong veteran presence. And the Rams offensive line, as, as strong as it looked when Witt first went down, it did, like, it kind of looked like they uh, other teams were starting to figure it out a little bit, or at least kind of maybe get some guys' tendencies. And so, Wit going down, at first it was it was fine, and then it kind of looked like, okay, maybe it's not, maybe it's not incredible that he's down right now. But, hey, we could get him back this week, which would be awesome. I actually, I'm fully expecting him back this week, that's why I keep saying that. Uh, Jaron Reed had two sacks uh, from the middle against the Seattle or against the LA Rams last time but of course Witt coming back which would mean Noteboom would slide back into guard that really could make the difference in that game uh, in this matchup at least if Jaron Reed does in fact play Jared Goff was blitz blitzed less less often this season but his pressure percentage went up a full percent from a year ago still down from 2018 though Jared Goff's bad throw percentage according to pro football reference went from went down from 20.2 percent in 2019 to 16.2 percent in 2020 uh, which puts his on target percentage up from last season um, but with 74 less attempts on the year so that does get taken into consideration but that all factors into pressure on Jared Goff which takes us back to that offensive line versus the Seahawks front for our matchup of that situation here let's go to the other side of the football Rams defense does rank first overall. The Seahawks offense is 12th. First against the pass, the Seahawks 16th. So, uh, you know, sitting sitting middle of the road there. The Rams are third against the run. That's where the Seahawks do a little bit more damage. 123 on the ground per game there. And the Seahawks are putting up over 28 points a game, but the Rams giving up 18.5, which is best in the NFL. The best matchup I have in this one is Jalen Ramsey versus DK Metcalf. And Aaron Donald versus that Seahawks front. So first of all, Ramsey on DK in two games gave up one catch for 11 yards in man-to-man coverage against DK Metcalf. That is insane. And if you 
You add up all the yards, not just when Jalen Ramsey was on DK Metcalf, who's known, by the way, this is the reason I talk about this, as one of the most explosive wide receivers in the NFL today. So that's why I even say this. But if you add up the games, the first game and second game of DK Metcalf against the Rams, not even 100 yards total there. So the Rams secondary we know is very, very strong and very, very awesome and very fun to watch. Uh, But this matchup is going to be insane again. I'm really excited to see this one one more time. But again, just in man-to-man coverage in both games, one catch, 11 yards. I'll take that. Aaron Donald uh, said after the Cardinals game that he wanted the Seattle Seahawks. But you know what? They heard that too. They heard that, and they're going to want to stop him. Uh, But when it's a battle of uh, who brings it, who brings it on the effort level, my money goes on to Aaron Donald just about every time. Take a look at some storylines to watch in this one. The Rams have lost the last two games in Seattle, but by a combined 12 points. Of course, we did lose this game uh, just two weeks ago by 11, and then there was a one-point loss in 2019 where Greg Zuerlein missed a field goal as time expired to lose the game. Rams would have won by two if you would have made that, but have lost the last two combined 12 points. So that's really good. These games are very close. So the, the Rams and Seahawks games are have, have been extremely close. In fact, the 11-point game in Week 16 was the largest point differential between these two teams since 2017 when the Rams won against the Seattle Seahawks 42-7, to which was such a much, so much fun to watch. As a fan of the Rams, as, uh, that's just a blast. And then the Rams do get some very big, important pieces back this week. Cooper Cup is expected back. Michael Brockers is expected back. Jared Goff could come back. We'll see what happens. Nobody actually knows. I don't know if you know. I don't know if he knows. Maybe that's why Sean McVay is being a little coy about the quarterback starting situation. Maybe he just doesn't know. I don't know. All right. And the history of this matchup: the Seahawks uh, do lead the all-time series twenty-five to twenty-one. And this this is the second playoff meeting between the two teams. Uh, we did talk about that a little earlier. There was a twenty-seven to twenty win for the L.A. Rams. That game came on the first of or the the eighth of January, excuse me, of two thousand and five. And the Rams, despite this most recent loss, have still won four of the last six against the Seattle Seahawks. I did not post to take on fan quesos. I don't believe I have any. If uh, no one messaged me, yep, I did not. So. I do not have any fan quesos, but I wanted to open this up uh, to a little bit more to, to the YouTubers. Uh, I, I wanted you guys to know that if you guys have questions for me that you guys would like me to answer, I will just comment back to you, okay? This is going to be a fun week. The Rams play on Saturday, 140. It's going to be an amazing game. I'm really glad that we don't play a late game in this one because I, uh, my, my poor little Rams fan heart can't handle it. I hate waiting all, all day for the, for the games. I don't even like primetime games, especially Monday night games. Uh, just it, it's it's so difficult for me to wait and watch all these other games play and not know what happened to my Rams. All right. And it's unfortunate because, of course, the Rams game, no matter what happens in that game, say the Rams win. Uh, we will not know who our opponent's going to be until the very, very end. Well, I don't know if it's the very, very end. Let me uh, just confirm that real fast. Uh, we we're at least not going to know till Sunday, uh, which will be after the 240 or 140, I guess, for you LAers out there, uh, the 240, 140 game uh, against the with the the Bears and the Saints because that will tell us who our opponent is going to be. Of course, if the Saints win that game, uh, then the Rams would go to Green Bay. If the Bears win that game, the Rams would play the winner of the Bucks and football team game, uh, which will be played right after the LA Rams and Seattle Seahawks. So uh, drop your questions, guys. Uh, let's have this conversation. If you guys would like, I do a Facebook Live 
on uh, before the game, like as I'm on my way to go watch the game, if I'm or if I'm watching at home, I'll just do it here. Uh, so we'll do that uh, and come say what's up and uh, have some have some fun and we do score predictions and stuff. It's just kind of a good time and maybe we'll bring you on live. Uh, maybe maybe if you got if you want to come on and, and and have a conversation, maybe we maybe we could pull that off because it's the playoffs. Maybe we need to do some cool things, okay? Because the Rams season could end at any moment. And uh, we don't want that to happen, of course. But, uh, hey, you know, we just got to take full advantage of it while we can. And that's why we're here. Just to enjoy this L.A. Rams while we got them. Um, and I'm trying to put off my off-season topics as far as I can. As, as long as I can push them off, I'm willing to do that. All right. And then, of course, uh, we're going to get to the complete regular schedule. So the, the next episode or the next week that we will have off of Rams Showcase will be the week following the Super Bowl. No matter what happens to the L.A. Rams, we will have things to talk about. So that's going to be the next time we don't talk about the L.A. Rams. Um, there's only one other week uh, that I usually take off. That's typically the bye week. We did not do that this year. So we're only going to have the one week off, which is post-Super Bowl week. Uh, just because, like I said, there's not very much to talk about. So uh, make sure you guys follow the Ram Show- Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags slash Ram Showcase. You follow me at Sheriff Joe Bags on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. So it's at Sheriff Joe Bags at Ram Showcase. It's very easy to find. I promise it's very easy to find. And uh, let me know who you guys want to start. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll set up a poll or something. Uh, you guys are allowed to think that John Wolford or like you guys are allowed to want John Wolford to start and I don't think you're a bad fan for thinking that I just think that we're getting a little bit locked into the moment and I do believe that Jared Goff would be the better option if he's healthy I just I just believe that alright I know I had to look at my notes a lot for this one but I had a lot of things I wanted to get through and a lot of things I wanted to talk about but guys it's playoff time and that is the best time. The night time is the right time, all right? This game's not nice, so that doesn't make any sense. But uh, that is going to do it for me, guys. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. We already discussed that. Make sure you guys drop your questions. I will try to set up a poll. I promise I'll try to, to set up a poll. If I remember, I absolutely will do it. So we got that working for us, all right, guys? Well, thank you guys so much for uh, for being here. I can't tell you guys how much I appreciate you guys, especially this season. It's been so much fun to interact with you guys, and I feel like we've, we've kind of hit some, some different stuff this year. I hit the YouTube a little harder, so we're going to keep that going, as well as the, the typical audio version that's being recorded over here. We got the video here. We got things happening here. A lot of things happening over here, but we're going to keep it rolling all the way through the offseason to make sure you guys uh, stay tuned for that but hopefully that doesn't start this weekend so that's what we're hoping for that's what we got our fingers crossed for and uh, thank you guys again for uh, being here but that is gonna do it for me i am sheriff joe bags this has been ram showcase on sports war radio for those of you who aren't rams fans our thoughts and prayers are with you for those of you that are rams fans thank you guys so much for listening and you guys have a great night